welcome to the Destiny Podcast. We hope this message blesses you. Right, but in September 2012, um, I, I weighed 14 and a half stone, and because I'm only little, I look like a sumo wrestler, right? I couldn't get my breath, and my health, it wasn't good for my health. So I I lost half a stone on my own, and then I went to, um, not Weight Watchers, it was called, no, Lighter Life. Is it Lighter Life? Lighter Life. It was expensive, but it, you know, we could afford it at that time. So I went, and in, from September to Christmas, I lost almost four and a half stone, and I felt amazing. And I went from, I went down from a 20s, size 20, down to a 14s. I could get my breath. I could chase the kids when they wound me up. I could uh, catch them. <laughs> um, I could do a round of golf and still do another one. Uh, I, I was really, it was honestly one of the best things. I mean, I have put one and a half stone back on. But I'm still in 14, so I'm squeezing into them. But I'm still fitter than I were then. Um, and I, I felt good because I, I like fashion, you know. Sometimes I look like lamb up as mutton, as we say in England, but it don't matter. It's, it's how you feel yourself, isn't it, you know. And I love, I love fashion. I just do. I love bling. I love all that kind of stuff. So it, it was a really good time. Um, And I think if you're happy with how you are and you're healthy, then that's, that's good. You know, I'm not one of these that wants to look like a stick because if if, when I went to a 12s, I was gaunt and I, I didn't like, you know, can have that effect on you, but 14s, it's, it's comfortable. Um, so you, you're probably thinking now, where am I going with this? Why are we talking about weight? Well, um, I'm going to tell you. So we're not on a, a weight program. We're not. It's not about. Uh, Come on, Jonas, you need to lose half stone. Andy, how about no, a stone? It's, <laughs> it's not about that. It's about the weight loss of anxiety, depression, uh, unforgiveness, condemnation. Frustration, striving, in fact, anything that causes you and I to be negative uh, and brings us unhappiness. Um, I usually have a thing for this, you know, a PowerPoint, but I, I wouldn't have been able to fit it in and I really need to do this last message I've got for you. Um, so I used to... I, I did this in church, right, preached this in church. I've not ever done this in our destiny. And I had this big sumo wrestler, blown up sumo wrestler on this mannequin that I have because I, I, I do, I'm, I make dresses and stuff as well. So I had this dress, beautiful dress under this big sumo wrestler. So, and then the PowerPoint so you could really grab hold of it, you know. So I'm going to try and make it as clear as I can today. Um, so when Jesus came to earth, he came with a, a, a weight loss program 
of love and forgiveness. He came to remind us of our true identity and the identity that we are the children of Father God, however you want to call him, Papa or Daddy or whatever. The years I spent in trying to live and love Daddy were many. In fact, 52 years of striving and working to try to please him. And believe you me, that wears you out. The weight of trying and trying to please God. In, in my own theology, the theology that, that I thought was right, it just dragged me down. And every Sunday morning at communion, I'd have a good cry because I'd, be, I'd tried, but I'd failed in that week. So, like, communion was the time when I got rid of it all and, and felt light again. So I'd feel unworthy and unclean and... I'd take the bread and the wine and I, I felt fresh again and I was ready for Monday morning to try harder again. I don't know whether you've experienced this, but that certainly was my experience. But by the end of Monday, I would be back to square one because there's one thing that I've learned over the past few years is that if you sin conscious, that's what you'll do, you'll sin. If you're thinking about sin, you'll sin. But thank God for grace and mercy where I don't even think about sin, just think about living and loving and getting the best out of everything. And, and just to interject here, I just want to give you some fabulous news. When we got Esther Ruth, she was a tiny, tiny little bundle like this. She was just five pound, one ounce, two and a half months old. And you know, she was badly brain damaged and all the rest of it. And so from birth until a week, a week today, last Friday, we were at Alderay Children's Hospital in Liverpool. We have had negative reports. She's had operation and operation on the legs, Botox, uh, back of to try and release the muscles. And it's all been bad news. And she's going, her body's going to be crippled. And, and I've got to say, the physios at her school have been amazing. They have us completely straight, so as her bones have grown, she's grown, the trunk has, instead of leaning, has grown straight. Um, but they said you really need to be referred back to the hospital because we think she'll need some baclofen. It's in a, like a, a encasement, a, a, a aluminium, no, 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 steel encasement, and it's placed in her spine and so much baclofen is fed to the points where she needs it, like her legs. Now, they showed us this when she was about two years old, she was only tiny. And the size of this was like, the, and to think about that going in this tiny little toddler, it was like, oh, I can't do it, can't do that. So we went to Alderay because the physios and the doctors said, you've got to go because she's going to deteriorate. She's going to um, not be able to, we have a turner that, she sits down, she pulls herself up, and then it's like a truck, and then we wheel her to the toilet or wherever she wants to go, and they do the same at school. And that has been a, truly a godsend for me and Roy, because she's a big girl now, and she's, you can't lift her. Roy struggles lifting her. So we thought, well, we're going to have to go to the hospital, but the thought of this going in this operation, and so we went to see the doctor, and a brain surgeon, neurologist, and he gave her all the exams. He says, 
I've got to say, Mrs. Bowles, he said, that your little girl is not going to deteriorate. How she is now is how she will be. And he tested her legs, and he said, I can't say this word, I'm going to try and say it, but he, 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 said, he said, you know, she's got um, cerebral palsy, yeah, which is spasticity. I've said it, spasticity. You know, tones and tightens really tight. And he tested her legs, and there was only a tiny bit in this leg. And he said, the other is like, a nerve to the legs and one from the legs that's got damaged you know with the brain thing and it's just weakened the legs so that was that was very good news for us very good news she's still got um this spasticity in in the top but she can use a knife and fork and we tell him things she could do he tested her all over and he said she is not going to change how she is now is how she's going to be and it was like a load lifted off me because, I mean, I'm getting on now, I'm 73 and my husband's my toy boy, he's a lot younger than me. But the fact, if anything happened to Roy and I, who's going to take her on and what shape is she going to be in? You know, how's he going to look after her? So it was a load and that's been on my mind a lot lately. But that news was the first good news um, we've had in all those years. We came out of there, we was worshipping and we were thanking God because she's not going to get any worse, so you know what? She's going to get better, isn't she? Because God is good. So I just wanted to add, so spread that around in church and let them know, will you, while I'm on my sabbatical, the good news about Esther Ruth. So we were really, really, really praising God last week. We couldn't get wrong, we kept giggling and laughing because, you know... <laughs> 15 years and it's all and then suddenly it's like wow you know thank you Jesus glory <laughs> so in this time you know um, I was trying to get this forgiveness and trying to be good and trying not to mess up and um, what resulted from that was absolute physical and mental burnout because I was I always active. I was a youth leader, Sunday school teacher, worship leader. I, I did it because I loved it, you know. And I wanted, I felt like I was doing this so I'd get brownie points. So, I, I, you know, God would look favourably on me. But in the end, we just got physical and mental burnout. And many times I'd talk to my pastor and said, what, it's, what is it about? Why do I f keep feeling full of guilt? And condemnation, and, and and all he would say is, well, you know, um, that's Satan. We're in a battle, and um, we've uh, we've just got to keep battling on. And it was, well, I just couldn't live up to it. I just couldn't live up to it, and it it, it was tough. So um, one of the biggest things we were taught and sad to say is still taught is that Satan has power and we have to battle with him every step of the way. And now no different from the scriptures as well as in my personal life. When we thought on the crucifixion, we would think about the sufferings of Christ and how much he loved us and how much he gave his life for us. And uh, we would try and work our socks off to try and show love and thanks to him for what he'd done. Um, so, I was so weighed down because I was trying to finish the work that Jesus had started. 
Uh, and in Matthew 11, it, it's, it says, uh, 28.30, this is what he says, Matthew 11, 28.30. I love this, Jonas. This is good stuff. Matthew 11, 28-30 in the message. And Jesus is saying, Are you tired? Worn out? Burnt out? Or weighed down on religion? This This is Jesus in the message. Come to me, he says. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a rest. This is relationship, this is. Walk with me and work with me and watch how I do it. Learn, and this is beautiful, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Isn't that brilliant? Whoa. You know, when Jesus came to earth, he was so angry with them scribes and Pharisees because they were just trying to put, well, we talked about it last week, didn't we, about this weight of doctrines that they were making up and teachings that they were uh, weighing them down with. And, and that's why Jesus says, if you yoke with me, my yoke is easy. Because he's, he's done it all. He's carried it all. So we, we just walk with him. It's all about relationship. You know, you had to bring a sheep for sacrifice at the temple and you were very highly favoured and looked on by these religious people if you brought a sheep. These people, these beggars, some of them, who didn't work, didn't barely got a crust of bread. You know, so how were they feeling that they couldn't bring something, you know, to sacrifice to God? Oh, thank you for your love, Lord. But, you know, those were the people that Jesus went to to show them, look, there is a better way. There is a, there is a way that really works. You don't have to be weighed down with all this stuff. Um, so I'm going to read that again because it's beautiful. Are you tired, worn out, burned out, or weighed down on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me. And you'll learn to live. See, you're learning this, kids. You don't get it all at once. You learn. You're on this lovely, sweet journey. We're learning to live freely and lightly. This is the way. Are you tired of religion? Trying to do it your way? Are you worn out with stuff that weighs you down and you feel like you're 20 stone overweight and you can hardly move? Oh, gosh, thank you, Jesus. Are you burned out on your own efforts trying to work this salvation out? No. We'll just stick, just stick with me a little while and Papa will show you how. Firstly, and I'm sure most of you will have revelation on this, are you getting it? You're learning it. But let's always, as Jesus said, 
And again, I say to you, don't feel bad if you hear something and the lights go on. Whoa, and you, you know, it kind of works into your life a bit. And then you lose it again. I think, oh, flipping heck, I've, I've, I knew that. Why did I do that again? Why did I say that again? And, you, you know, I always hear Jesus saying, well, again, I said to you. You know, it wasn't getting at us. He was just saying, we need to be reminded. It's growing. We're growing in this, yeah? We're not there. We're growing. I'm still growing. And I've been on the road since I was 11. I'm still growing. I'm still learning. I still make massive mistakes. But you know what? He sticks with us through it all. It's a finished work. Now, just going to major on that fat producing, remember we're talking about weight, weight, that fat producing bit of dirt under your shoe. Remember I was saying it last week. I always imagine that chewing gum that sticks to your feet. <laughs> he has no power. And if anyone tells you, you refer him back to me and I'll show him in the scriptures because he has no power. Jesus stripped it from him when he went into his domain and he took the keys off him. There's a brilliant picture of this, Colossians 2, verse 15. And this is from the Amplified um, Version. Verse 15. God disarmed the principalities and powers that were ranged against us and made a bold display and public example of them in triumphing over them in him and in it the cross. Satan has no power at all. He can't do anything to you other than what we allow him or whether, or whether we empower him. Jesus stated a powerful truth that applies to you and I if we're believers in him, and, and I know we are. And it's um, 1 John 14, 30, Amplified Version. I will not talk with you much more, for the prince, evil genius, ruler of the world, is coming, and he has no claim on me. He has nothing in common with me. There is nothing in me that belongs to him. He has no power over me. Uh, I have to say, he was the power of this world, yeah? Now, Jesus said, he's no part in me whatsoever. He has no claim over me. Now, meditate on this truth. And remember, it's not you who live. It's not me who lives. But Christ who lives in us. So... Galatians 2.20, Satan cannot touch you, Satan cannot harm you, and Satan cannot defeat you. Only we can defeat ourselves when we listen and believe the lies. Now, I don't know whether you know a lady called Gloria Copeland, but um, she's a, a big faith minister, and she's a wonderful, wonderful lady. Um... Her husband is Kenneth Copeland. But she once asked God if Satan was able to do what he wanted on the earth. 
And the Lord answered her by saying, If Satan was able to do whatever he wanted on the earth, then why does he have to use deception and lies upon mankind? If he had all power, why does he have to use that? The reason is because it's been taken off him. Satan uses your and my God-given power by planting negative thoughts in our minds and getting us to speak them out. Fully understanding the spiritual power of Mark 11, 23. And that is a big faith um, movement scripture that's used, Mark 11. Whatever you speak out that you'll get. It's, it's a long one, it's a long one, but it's very good. If you get a chance to read it, do read it. So your thoughts and my thoughts and words control your destiny. And Satan deceives us into believing his thoughts and getting you to speak his words over your life to bring harm and destruction. And all over the world today, people are speaking doom and gloom. Economic devastation, lack, want, need, debt, sickness, disease, failure, death, Brexit. Come out, if we come out of Europe, oh my goodness, we will go downhill. You know, um, I have never been more surprised or had or laughed so much in what's happened in the past few months. I, I, I voted out of Europe for personal reasons, but fully convinced that when we woke up the next morning, we, we would be still in Europe, yeah. I, I, it was like unbelievable. Donald Trump getting in as president. Oh, yeah, you're having a laugh, aren't you? That guy getting in as USA president? I don't think so. And yet this guy gets in. This Italian president, uh, whether they've just had this election, who was like, no way will anyone win over him. But they won over him with a massive majority. Now, Germany... France, Switzerland, uh, sorry, Netherlands, uh, there's another one I was reading today, all want to come out of Europe. I'm thinking, oh, weird, how weird is this? But you know what? Don't even look at it. You lovely people from Germany, you're my flesh and blood, yeah? Don't care, I'm not racial or whatever in any way I just think men get power and money and become dictators we, we look through history you'll see it all through history won't you but we are one yeah we are one in Karachi and nothing will separate us but when you look at all that it makes you think what is God doing because he's obviously doing something You've got to be very naive not to believe, you know. Our government were gobsmacked that the people had voted to come out of Europe. Gobsmacked. Not to mock. They've even tried to go to court, haven't they? To overrule it. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's in the papers you said, but they can't. They can't do it. You know, a referendum is a referendum. But Germany, France, they want their own referendum. Because, do you know, 
I really believe the union was very, very good after the war. I do, honestly. It was called something else then, if I can't remember. But it brought us together because of the terrible wars that we'd had. And it was a very, very, very good thing. But you know what men are like when they're in power? I mean, men and women, are, you know, they just, they become these dictators and sad. But I tell you what, God knows what he's doing. And he topples kingdoms and he puts such a body in place. And you think, I mean, when I heard all the Christians were praying for Trump, I thought, mental? What do you want that guy? And they, they were using Cyrus, weren't they? A King Cyrus, how they, you know, God had to humble this, you know, King Cyrus didn't he? Grew long nails and, oh, it's, it's a great, great story. And I love the Old Testament. Uh, but God changed his mind. God turned that ungodly man into saying, there is only one God, you know. So I'm thinking, he knows what he's doing. He's in charge. So, uh, a lot, and a lot of people think that, oh, the devil's on the, it's the president of the USA. But you know what? God knows what he's doing. Sincerely, do you, as individuals, uh, understand uh, that Jesus did defeat Satan, or is it just something that you're not right sure about? You don't have to say yes or no, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I'm so excited, Andy, to tell you <laughs> that this is not a fallen world anymore because the old has passed away, the new Adam came, the old Adam's gone, the fallen world with Adam, yeah? So let me, let me explain to you. Jesus uh, stripped Satan of all his power. This is all, this is all scripture, right? I, I'll show you in a minute. He was the God of this world. He was. And that authority was given to him by the first Adam. And so when Jesus said the prince of this world, that was absolutely right. But then Jesus stripped him of the power. So he isn't a God anymore because he has no power. In Colossians 2, verse 15, it says, Jesus did not only strip Satan of power, but triumphed over him. We've had this God disarmed the principalities and powers that were arranged against us and made a bold display and public example of them in triumph, triumphing over them in him and in it the cross. So when it says we're a new creation, Andy, the oldest past and new has come, the old Adamic race from Adam and Eve that has gone. That was law. Well, it wasn't law initially, but it became law. That's past. The new Adam has come, which is Jesus. 
And no, this is a new world. We, we are citizens of the kingdom. We are living in the kingdom, yeah? Might not look like it out there, but in here. When you can rejoice in your God, when two of your children have gone through tragic circumstances, but he gives you this supernatural release of grief, gone, and this joy, that's a different kingdom. That's not a natural kingdom. This is a supernatural kingdom. Um, I can remember uh, after the, when I lost the kids, in both situations, it was like someone had anaesthetised me. So it was like, you, you was like numb. And that it was God's way of keeping the pain barrier down. Because at times it was just like storming. But then suddenly this blanket of anaesthetic would come down and just calm every fibre of my being. It's supernatural. So although it's kicking off out there, it's not kicking off here. Because we are, we are the kingdom of God. We are Father, Son and Holy Spirit here, right within us. We have the fullness of Christ. It's a new, it's a new world. It's a song, it's a new world, it's a new, whatever, day. But it is, that's, that's how it is. So we have to remind ourselves that God has disarmed, disarmed, sorry, powers and principalities by finishing that work on the cross. I like what it says in the Message Bible. He stripped all the spiritual tyrants in the universe of the sham authority at the cross. You've got to get this. You've really got to get this. Listen. He stripped all the spiritual tyrants in the universe of the sham. Now, sham, I'll look that up in the dictionary. It's fake, pretended, simulated, false, contrived authority at the cross. It was a sham. You know what I was saying last week? They're rubbing their hands together. Whoa, he's well, he's out of it now. He's nearly dead. That's it. Now we're going to have the full part. We're going to have the biggest evil, sinful party you can imagine. And all the time, that was working all his way out. And he stripped them of the sham. So what does that tell us? If he stripped him of that sham authority, he has no authority over us now at all. We're still in life and things happen. But it's how we are in that situation. It's how we react. Are we going to say, oh, he's been at me again. Oh, he's got on my shoulders again. He's done this. He is a liar and he is a deceiver and he has no authority. He was stripped of it. Praise God. You've got to get a vision of that. That There was Satan and all the demonic hordes of hell thinking they'd defeated Jesus. And suddenly Jesus marches down there, takes the keys, says, anybody here want to come with me? Yeah. <laughs> and he marches them. They follow him. And then, you know, there's nothing worse than being stripped naked if you don't want to be. Because as a woman, you, you, you're like this, aren't you? And then you've got to march through the streets. And the shame of it, the shame of it. And that's what happened to them. 
sham authority, lying and cheating and stealing from from the beginning, you know, from uh, from when Adam fell. So he can't touch you and he can't stop God's blessing on any of you. Yeah, get that, he can't. If you're having a rough time, you know what? Think, you're with me, Dad. You know the situation. I've had that many a time with my teenage boys, many a time. Can't understand it, can't understand why this son does this and says that and think, you know, because, you know, we brought them up in the log, but they have to make their own decisions. And I think, well, you know, I said to Roy the other day, uh, we're on about, all my kids have a vision for their life except for Adam, you know, my blue-eyed grandson, gorgeous looking little lad he is. Young man, I should say. Um, but he has no vision for his life. It's just—it's nice He's nearly ninety, and he still puts his own like. And you're not getting through to him. He's just like gone, sucking his thumb. Just nothing. And I said to her, I said, "You know what, love? We we need to put this down and trust our dad, because he were daddies before he was ours. Before he was given to us, he was dad's." You know, so, I mean, that's just a little situation. There are major ones in our lives, but if we trust, you know, people say, oh, you've got to have faith, and you've got to have faith. And I felt like it was something I had to strive for. But you know what faith is? It's just trust. It's just saying, say you're Jesus, uh, and, uh, well, you are anyway, aren't you? And I said, you know, Lord, I, I really don't know what to do about the situation, but you know what? I'm just going to trust in you. Yeah, just, just that talk, just that beautiful, beautiful relationship. And sometimes when our uh, husbands or wives or girlfriends or whatever, you know, they're not on the same l- where we are. And I mean, I'm not saying we're better than them, but they're not thinking that, like we are. You know, I used to go on at Roy like summer chronic, you know. Think, oh, you should be thinking this. Look at it. Can't you see it? Instead of leaving it, letting Dad do the work, you know. Uh, many, many has been the time. Many the time that I'll not be able to give you some testimonies of that now, but it don't matter. So we are actually slim liners for Jesus, and now we've got His very weighty presence. Oh, I don't mind that kind of weight, do you? Having his weighty presence with us wherever we go. How lovely is that? Oh, thank you, Jesus. So we strip off that sumo suit and we have this beautiful light, lighter than life. And that's why I'm there. Sometimes you just start laughing and you don't know why. It's just such a release, just such a freedom from the rubbish that we attain, you know, not attain, or strive for in our life. We're totally free. He has made us free and we're on this journey. You know, if it's not happened yet, don't worry. Just rest in him. One of the reasons I'm taking this sabbatical is because I want to get back to that place of rest. Because I'd, I'd come into striving so you, you know, and it's beautiful. I'm enjoying every day, Rose. Now, to my natural thinking, oh, you've got to be at church. You've got to be at church on Sunday. You can't miss it. And some of the people I've met from church said, where are you going now? I'm not going anywhere. I couldn't find a better church than this anywhere anyway. It doesn't exist. Well, I'm not even looking. You know, 
it's about, whoa, it's about relationship. It's about me and dad having a laugh this morning in bed because I, you know, with time being as it is and you precious people have to be aware of too, I really wanted to get this one in. So, so, so normally I, I would just ask the Lord for a word for you here, yeah? And so I said, Lord, you know time will be. So I said, well, why not now? So I said, oh, all right then. So God gave me all words for you, and so I've typed them out. Well, you even have to listen to them and type them out. How lazy is that? <laughs> it's all done for you. And there were words that God just gave me, and I mean, some I don't understand even, you know, but it don't matter, does it? It's all about what God's got for you. But it's about relationship, just talking to him. Like I talk to my husband. My husband's the best thing since sliced bread. I could talk to my husband about anything. I could even have a disagreement with my husband about anything, knowing that he's not going to look, look bad on me. You know, I can be me, who I am. And, it, and it's beautiful. And that's the same with our relationship with Jesus. He knows you. He created you. He knows your weaknesses, he knows your strengths. And it's fine. It, be safe. I always imagine Dad as a great big furry armchair and just sitting in there and it's all warm and snug and cuddle. You know, and at my worst times, just to snuggle in there and just get this amazing, amazing love from him. So, um, where am I? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Whoa. Um, some of my friends are on Facebook. Uh, um, one of them called Diane. She, read, she put this on. She said, a psychologist walked around a room while teaching stress management to an audience. As she raised a glass of water, everyone expected they'd be asked the half empty or half full question. Instead, with a smile on her face, she inquired, how heavy is this glass of water? So answers were called out, and it, everything ranged from 8 ounces to 20 ounces. She replied, the absolute weight doesn't matter. It depends on how long I hold it. If I hold it for a minute, it's not a problem. If I hold it for an hour, I'll have an ache in my arm. If I hold it for a day, my weight of the, uh, I'll feel numb and paralysed. In each case, the weight of the glass doesn't change. But the longer I hold it, the heavier it becomes. She continued, the stresses and worries in life are like that glass of water. Think about them for a while and nothing happens. Think about them a bit longer and they begin to hurt. And if you think about them all day long, you'll feel paralysed, incapable of doing anything. It's important to remember to let go of your stresses as early in the evening as you can. Put all your burdens down. Don't carry them, that weight. Don't carry them through the evening and down into the night. Remember to put the glass down. These are good words and they're very, very true words. Don't carry it, get shut of it, get rid of it. Let Dad just pour in the oil, pour in the wine. And the Good Samaritan, just let him just heal that hurt, that sin, that sickness, whatever it is. That anxiety, worry, that condemnation. Throw the weight off yourselves, get shut of it, to the only one who can take it, who's already taken it, and 
done it for you. We have no better friend. We have no better love in our life than Jesus and our precious Holy Spirit and our great dad. Um, his name is Jesus, King of Kings, Mighty God, Prince of Peace, Counselor. And the job is finished by the Master himself. And all he expects from us is to rest in that finished work of Christ. Cease from striving, put it down. It doesn't belong to you, he's paid in full for us so. All right, you lovely slimmers. I hope you got something from that. <laughs> We're on this amazing journey, aren't we? Thank you for listening to the Destiny podcast. For further information, check out www.idestiny.org.uk.